So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills? And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know. But Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs. So gather up your energy bills and hit MoneyPit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We want you to look around your house right now. Think about the long, cold winter months. You'll be stuck inside, staring at those four walls. There's got to be something you want to do. Well, we're here to help you get the job done. Just give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT. Soup to nuts and floorboards to shingles. We've got great tips, great advice to make your home improvement projects more successful. Coming up this hour, we're going to have some tips on easy and inexpensive ways that you can change the entire ambiance of one room with the flip of a single switch. You say it's not possible. We say it is when you install a dimmer, and we'll teach you how to do that in just a bit. And also this hour, the saying goes, a rolling stone gathers no moss. But your roof, it's a completely different story. It especially, doesn't roll. No, especially it does since moss. <laughs> we hope it's not rolling anywhere. And it's true, roofs can have those unsightly moss stains, and they can build up. Well, we're going to tell you how to prevent that moss from building up on your roof. And some of you may already be feeling the chill in your part of the country, so we're going to talk about the energy bleeds, the loss of your warm and cozy feeling and those energy dollars because of the gaps in your house. You might think that windows and doors are the biggest culprits, but actually the biggest loss can be from the places you can't see. We're going to find out where those are from one of our expert pals, Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. He'll be here in just a bit. And it wouldn't be the Money Pit if we didn't have something fun to give away this hour. It's the perfect prize for October, which is Fire Safety Month. It's the Home Hero Kitchen Fire Extinguisher. It's worth 30 bucks. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at. It's super easy to use, and it could save your life. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Time to jump in the tub with Patricia from Rhode Island. What's going on? How can we help? Well, I have a plate about my tub. All right. I don't know which way to go. It, you know, the tub is an old, it's, it's in good shape, except, you know, it's not in good shape. I mean, it's kind of pitted. And, you know, and I didn't know whether to have it reglazed or to put in a tub liner. Well, that's a tough choice because, you know, neither of them is would be our favorite. Our pr- preference would be a complete replacement because if you glaze it, it's not going to last nearly as long as the original tub. And if you use a liner, it's real expensive, but it takes up it, some tub space. Yeah, it makes the tub smaller. Yeah. But oh, it's done in a day. Yeah, because, of course, it's got to sit inside the existing tub and then cover over your existing walls. So it's going to shrink a bit to accommodate, you know, fitting into things. And then, uh, uh, I, you know, I didn't. I just saw there uh, yesterday where uh, they have these uh, oh, they bathtubs that they come and they got a door on them. 
Oh, yeah, those are fantastic, especially if you're concerned about access or climbing into the tub or maybe you've got some upper body strength issues where, you know, helping yourself up or in and out of the tub is kind of difficult. These tubs with the doors, they're much higher on the side. They've got built-in seating, so you open the door, you climb on in, you sit down, you close the door, seal it all off. It automatically makes it watertight. Then you go ahead and fill the tub up while you're in there. I mean, they're fantastic because you get a nice deep soak and also, you know, for an access issue, if you're concerned about, you know, being in the home for a couple of years, it's tremendously helpful. Okay, so you don't you do, you don't really recommend reglazing this. You know, it's not my favorite thing to do, Patricia, because it doesn't last that long. I mean, you're going to get a few years out of it and sort of look better than it does right now, but it's not it's not as tough as the glaze that was originally on the tub. Do you follow me? Okay. And so it's better to either replace it with that, you know, kind of find out about that tub where you can walk into the door or then they they have the alternative of taking the tub out and putting in like a shower. Of course. Yeah, those are always options. Hey, Patricia, I tell you what we're going to do for you. It sounds to us like you're probably going to need some contractors to help with this. So we are going to give you, for calling in today, a Money Pit membership in the American Homeowners Association. That's worth about 120 bucks, and with this membership, you'll be able to use it to find discounts on all types of home improvement products and services, as well as discounts on groceries and vision and insurance and legal things and all kinds of stuff to help you in that house. And, and hopefully with that on your side, you'll be able to find the perfect contractor to get this job done for you. Oh, well, terrific. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And you know what, Patricia, when you're doing some research, the tub you're talking about is called a soaker tub or a walk-in tub. So just do some research online or in your local papers, and you'll be able to find one, no problem. Okay. I wondered about that, whether that would be a better option. It's a great option for you, Patricia. Stand by. We're going to get some information. We'll send that Money Pit membership out to you. And if you at home are interested in learning more about that membership, you can log on to MoneyPit.com because this month we are giving away 1,000 free Zircon laser levels and stud sensors to uh, the first 1,000 members that sign up at MoneyPit.com. So check it out today. It's a great, uh, great service for our listeners. We're happy to offer it. Joe in Michigan, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Hi, I've been in my house for the 10-year-old house. And I have squeaky floors, and I have no clue how to go about fixing them. Well, a 10-year-old house uh, is probably going to have plywood as the floor sheathing. Is that correct? That's correct. And I can also tell you that the nails that would have been used to affix that plywood to the floor joist was a a seven-penny nail called a cooler in the business. And the reason it's called a cooler is because as this nail is driven through the plywood, uh, the, the, it, it gets the friction melts a glue that's on the outside. It's actually a rosin-coated nail. And the friction okay. melts this glue. And then the nail is supposed to sort of stick in place as well as being you know, driven into the wood. But in sure. truth, what happens is you get this expansion and contraction. And imagine, you know, the violinists put rosins on their, on their bows to give them more friction. Well, this mm-hmm. rosin on the nails gives it plenty of friction, but it doesn't sound anything like a violin, <laughs> unless you're a really, yeah, yeah. really bad violin player. <laughs> and as it nail pulls in and out of the floor, it makes a horrible squeak. So the solution here, Joe, is to secure the floors 
uh, better down the plywood subfloors down to the joists. And the best way to do that is to use case hardened screws and to screw the floor down. Now, do you have carpet in the areas where the where the squeaks are the loudest, or what kind of floor covering do you have? Uh, the majority of the house is carpeted, and ironically, that's where all the squeaks are, is of, the of carpet course. area, not the tile area, of course. Well, listen, if you really want to fix this once and for all, you've got to pull the carpet up and you've got to screw the floor down, because that's the only thing that's going to fix it. If you have one area that's just particularly bad, I can give you a trick of the trade. You can take some, uh, some finish nails, some number 12 or number 14 galvanized finish nails. You can identify where the floor joist is underneath the carpet by using a stud finder. You can drive right. the nail through the carpet and into the, the floor joist. And then the last thing you do is sort of pull the carpet up through that and sort of brush it, it with your hand clean. It. It'll, it'll disappear. Right. And Give that'll solve the problem. Yank. Yeah, exactly. Quick yank. Yeah. And that will tighten up the floor. Now, I will tell you, it's not going to last as long as, as pulling the carpet up and screwing it down. But if it's one that's right. really bugging you, that's a way to fix it. That's cool. Uh, could, somebody was saying there was some hardware that you actually attach. It's like a... Like a U-shaped clamp, you attach it to Yeah, the, there's all uh, sorts of brackets and, and gadgets and stuff like that out there, but it's not really all that necessary. You know, a, a good drywall screw will do the better job. Okay, good. Well, what happens if you don't fix the squeaks? Does, do they get worse, or do they just stay the same and irritate you? You hear them far less. That's right. You get used to them. Ambient noise. <laughs> this is true. Okay, very good. Joe, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thanks for the advice. You are tuned into the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whatever's going wrong at your house, we'll help you through that home improvement adventure. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, a decorating tip that takes 15 minutes, costs 5 bucks, and can change the look of your entire room. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after performing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Ream. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water, cost 25% less to run, and even qualify for a $300 tax credit. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at Ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high. But did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined, too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors.
Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud Sensor i60 just for becoming a member. You will save money with your membership. We guarantee it. Call 1-866-REAL-HOME. That's 1-866-REAL-HOME. It's a no-brainer. But you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members, so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at The Home Depot. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories, with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We're giving away this hour a pretty cool prize. It's the Home Hero Fire Extinguisher from Home Depot. I like this because it doesn't look like a fire extinguisher. It looks like a, Yeah, it looks like kind of a very cool, kitschy kind of appliance that you'd be happy to have in your kitchen, and that's exactly where it belongs. So you can kind of leave it out. You could bolt it to the wall. It's going to fit in with any decor, yet it's going to do a great job of protecting you in the event of a fire. And October is Fire Prevention Month, so it's a good idea to have one around. If you'd like to win it, it's worth 30 bucks. We're going to give it away to one caller at one eight 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 Money Pit. That's right. Give us a call right now. And maybe your question is about creating that certain mood for those different rooms inside your house. You know, maybe you want some mood lighting for your next intimate dining adventure or you're looking for that nice relaxing space in your bath for that next relaxing dip. Well, there's an easy way to achieve it. It's super inexpensive and it's actually a do-it-yourself project. It's adding a dimmer. If you do it, it adds depth and mood to any room, practically every room in your house. There's so many options from toggles to slides. It is a do-it-yourself project. It truly is a brilliant and bright idea. And let me tell you, putting in a dimmer can really change the nature of a fixture and make it so much more intimate. It's worth it. And I promise you, it's safe to do. You know, and it really can make a difference. We just put a fixture in our screened-in porch, and, you know, it says maximum wattage capacity, and instantly you want to go for those major light bulbs. But we turned it on, and this thing was like a beacon that would attract people, not the mood we were looking to have in our beautiful screened-in porch. Put a dimmer on it, and now we can enjoy that light. Cranked it down? Yeah, at full blast or as dim as we want. It really does make a ton of sense. And you can actually save some energy, too, as you rotate that down because you're not using as much power. So... If that is your home improvement question, there is the answer. If something else is uh, needing to be done at your house, pick up the phone right now and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? 
We're taking a call from Iowa with Cindy, who's seeing some cracks in her walls. Tell us about it. Hi, I've got some diagonal cracks from my windows, from where the finished wood is. Um, I had one last year, and now I noticed this year all my windows on the east side of the house have those. Hmm. And you think this is the first year that you've seen these cracks? You haven't seen them before? Well, I saw one last year. Right, but now you think there's more, so you think this is active and there's continuing to open up. Cracks are all, I checking all the windows, and they all got cracks. So is it your sense that uh, this started with one window and now is spreading to more, so this is not something that you've seen before? Correct. It's all on one side of the house. All right. Well, there's a couple of things that come to mind here. First of all, cracks under windows are, is not unusual because that's the weakest part of the wall. Um, if you had a crack and you tried to fix it, it's probably going to open up again unless you used a drywall tape on top of that crack when you tried to repair it. If for some reason you are happening to get a lot of movement in that wall, it might be advantageous to take a look at the foundation to see if that's behind it because that would be the most obvious place to start. If you're getting a lot of movement on one side of the house, you want to make sure that nothing is disturbing the foundation. There's no drainage problem that's causing it to be unstable. Probably a good first step on that is to have a partial inspection done by a professional home inspector who really would have nothing to sell you but good expert advice. So if you're concerned about the structural integrity, that's where I would start. If you are concerned about just these cracks and cosmetically, you know, just hearing about a few cracks under windows doesn't frankly bother me that much because I know how common they are. And if that's the case, you need to sand the cracks. You need to put a fiberglass-based drywall tape on top of it, the kind that looks very meshy and sticky. And then you need to put two to three coats of spackle over it, and that will stop the cracks from opening up again. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Cindy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You know, I was wondering, is it a new home for her? Did she just paint? Was there a new coat of paint? Because these cracks are just going to occur over time, especially in those areas, like you mentioned, windows and doors. There's just a ton of movement there. Absolutely. All right. Our next caller has a unique situation, which could be potentially dangerous. A leaky roof over an electrical fixture. Don in Colorado, welcome to the Money Pit. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you taking my call. I've got a balcony, a walkout balcony over a living space, and the living space has an electrical fixture under it. And I noticed that when we have um, weather that hits the southern exposure, the water gets behind uh, what I believe is a little flashing and comes down through the fixture. And uh, it's kind of a scary situation. And I've got a deck out on the balcony right now that's not that's not nailed down, but I believe it's just been placed there and, and screwed into place um, with, the, with the support structure. What is that deck surface made of? What is the impervious l- layer made out of? Is it uh, built-up roof? Is it fiberglass? What is it? It's, it's a built-up roof, but there's it's something that looks like benchethane. Uh, it's not a rolled roofing product that's on there underneath it, but it looks like it's sealed. And what they've done is they've come up against the house and kind of pushed it up uh, in kind of a U under the siding, and then flashed, and then up under the flashing. Mm-hmm. And you have a have a, a door there. Is it a sliding door? Well, it's a it's a French door. All right. And, well, listen, uh, this is a really tough place. It's a very very difficult place to flash, and it's going to be virtually impossible for us to try to help you figure out where this leak is. What we can say is this: if you could grab a hose and try to work the different areas of this flat deck very strategically to see if you can, quote-unquote, make it leak. That might give you a better idea. But I will say that the most common place for this is where the roof goes up under the siding and also under the door. 
for these leaks to occur. The fact that the water is getting into the ceiling and down to the electrical fixture, certainly that is scary. Certainly it is something that's going to require a repair, not only with the electrical fixture, but uh, also if you let that water sit in that space long enough, Don, you could develop a mold problem. So you've got to get okay. to the bottom of this leak. And uh, the best way to do that is to strategically try to see if you can run some water through a hose around that deck and figure out where it's leaking. The roofer ought to be doing this for you and trying to figure out where that leak has happened and then fixing it. I've seen situations like this where it just becomes almost impossible to find it and folks end up ripping out the whole deck and replacing it. And if that ends up being you, I would definitely not recommend a roll roof material or a modified bitumen material or a built-up material. I would only use fiberglass a fiberglass roof deck is absolutely the most impervious way to go. You will not need a decking surface over that. It both keeps the water out and gives you a nice uh, surface that's non-slippery that you can enjoy. Well, thank you. Where do you get a fiberglass unit like that? You, it's not a unit. You have it. It actually is built in place. What happens is the roof decking is removed. There's fresh plywood put down, and then the fiberglass is actually laid down layer upon layer by a roofing specialist that knows how to do this, the same way that you would make a hull for a boat. You know, the fiberglass is put down, the resin is put down, it's built up. The top layer has usually an abrasive added to it, additives to it so you don't slip. And when it's done, you've got a super, super durable surface that you don't have to worry about putting chairs on that or, or tables or, or really any kind of problems. Once, if it's done once and it doesn't leak, it'll never leak again. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Don. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. James in Utah could have a structural problem on his hands. What's going on at your house? I noticed my I-beam had some rust on it. And uh, could I use the paint? In an enclosed area where the furnace is at, and would that be a problem that would cause maybe an explosion with the fumes? That's an excellent question because um, if the fumes do get uh, dense enough and connect with the pilot light, certainly that could happen. So what we would recommend is this. If you're going to paint in a space like that, you should turn the pilot light off, turn the furnace off, turn the pilot off of both the furnace and the water heater if it's nearby, ventilate the space. You can use a fan. The fan could be sort of in the doorway of the of the furnace room and, and, and be blowing air or pulling air out. Outwards, yeah. Uh, and this way, there'll be plenty of fresh air in there while the paint's drying. Now, once it dries... Yeah, how long do you have to allow it to cure? Not too long. I mean, you know, just until it's dry to the touch. It's, it's only going to off-gas while it's drying. Okay. So once it dries, then I think you'll be in good shape. James, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, sealing up your windows and doors. Good idea to keep heated or cooled air in and out. But there are actually other areas of the house a little bit less obvious where you can have even bigger energy leaks. We'll help uncover them after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at Ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. You know, most people think windows and doors are the biggest sources of energy leaks because, frankly, they're the most visible. But in reality, the majority of energy leaks happen in places that you can't even see. Ah, but even though you can't see them, you can correct construction mistakes and cut your energy bills by a third or more. If you've got the time to do a little bit of detective work, we've got some advice from Fine Home Building's Kevin Ireton. Kevin, welcome. 
Hi, Leslie. Hi, Tom. So, Kevin, you know, there's so many places where there are holes in the house. And I, and I read once that if you add up all of the holes in the average house, the holes you can't see, the little gaps around windows and doors and outlets and lights and switches and undersiding, that it can actually add up to be a 16-square-foot hole, which you'd be aghast at having in your house, but yet it does exist. It's like a, like, it's like a garage door into your house that you don't even see. So how do we identify, let's start with the gaps in construction, the ones that are not that most visible. I mean, we all know we can pick up a caulking gun and shoot around a window, but how about maybe the places where uh, insulation was left off or there were other sorts of construction defects? Well, the, the most common leaks, you know, kind of happen where one trade ends and another trade begins, and, and frequently around pipes and wires and heating and air conditioning ducts are, are places that don't get sealed well enough. Um, and so one of the things to do is to go into your basement or crawl space, go into your attic, and look for holes where wires or pipes are, are coming through that haven't been sealed with either caulk or, or a spray foam. That's a good point. And, and you mentioned ducks. Let's slay the myth right now. Duct tape was never designed for ducks. It shouldn't be used for ducks. It wasn't intended for ducks. And uh, a lot of us put duct tape on ducks, but it dries up and, and, and falls off. Have you seen that a bunch? Absolutely. Duct tape is good for everything except for sealing ducts. That's the <laughs> ultimate irony. There's actually a mastic that you're supposed to use. Um, it comes in a tub. Uh, sometimes you use a, a fiberglass reinforcing tape, but it's, it's sticky stuff that you smear on the outside of the duct. Any place one joint, there's a joint in the ductwork. And that's what's going to remain flexible as the thing heats and cools, but also seal the duct. And the truth is most ducts in houses leak about... 30 to 40 percent of the air that blows through them. That's just amazing. We're talking to the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, Kevin Ireton. So, Kevin, I know that there's a lot of lapses as far as the amount of insulation or even any insulation used behind wallboard because, quite frankly, it's an area you can't see. So how do you deal with it if you've already got the home sort of fixing that? Or if you're in a new construction or a new builder in the process of remodeling, do you have to sort of police the whole process to see what layers are happening in between the studs behind the wall? Leslie, that's exactly right. You, somebody really has to police the whole process because what happens is maybe, maybe your insulation contractor is really conscientious. He comes in and does a great job, but subsequently somebody comes along, moves the insulation back to do something, or, or has to take it out to, to put in a light fixture or whatever, and then they don't understand that it has to be put back, and it has to be put back very conscientiously. Otherwise, those little leaks are going to add up. And they can add up in a major way. And even with insulation, if you're going to sort of, maybe in your attic space, add the proper R value, but sort of skimp on certain areas of the attic space, how much does that affect the overall R value and the working structure of the insulation itself? You know, one of the, one of the figures that I learned recently that just really surprised me, let's say you've insulated your house and, and you've, you've filled 98% of the holes and you think, God, 98%, that's pretty that's a lot, good. Right? Yeah. Well, the truth is that with, you know, by missing just 2% of the spots, you end up reducing the effectiveness of that insulation to about 58% of the performance. Kevin, another place where you can actually lose a lot of energy is by having the wrong size HVAC equipment. Bigger is not always better when it comes to furnaces and air conditioners. Are you seeing that in your research? That's such a common mistake. I, I think most air conditioning units in this country are oversized. And the problem is to size them correctly takes a really involved calculation that involves how much R value you've got, what kind of windows you've got, 
how many are south-facing. It's really complicated. So a lot of installers, they just put in an oversized unit because it's easier, and they think, well, you know, that'll make sure that I don't have a problem. But the truth is that the industry actually says, in most cases, you're better off undersizing your AC unit, and it'll run a little bit, and it'll run more effectively. Now, what about if you're in the market for a newer home? Is there anything sort of potential to be wary of when you're looking at the architectural design, you know, the overall layout or features on the house? Is there something that might make it less energy efficient? Well, the thing, the thing to watch out for is that as, as houses become more sophisticated architecturally, the, the, little, the little bump outs, the little cantilevers, the dormers, those things which can really add visual appeal and, and make a house very charming, also create challenges for air sealing the house and insulating. So if you have a lot of those things in a, in a new house you're looking at, then you want to look real closely to make sure that they were sealed properly and insulated properly. Good tips to help you save energy this winter. Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. Thanks, as always, for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure. If you want some more information on how to make your house more energy efficient, you can uh, go to Kevin's website at finehomebuilding.com or check out the latest issue on Newsstands Now. Thanks, Kevin. And maybe while you're up in your attic adjusting your insulation or checking that R value up there, you might start thinking about your roof. In fact, are you thinking that your roof has a green tinge to it? Well, if it does, it's most likely moss, and it can grow right on those shingles and really affect the appearance of your roof. Well, there is a way to keep that moss at bay, and we're going to share it with you next. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the sensor i60 just for becoming a member you will save money with your membership we guarantee it call 1-866-REAL-HOME that's 1-866-REAL-HOME it's a no-brainer but you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME somewhere a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water but you you'd rather build say a burled maple coffee table RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after performing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Rheem. Rheem tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Rheem tankless units never run out of hot water, 
cost 25% less to run, and even qualify for a $300 tax credit. Reams tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at Ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we know you like to do things in your house. Absolutely. Maybe one of them is cooking. Not necessarily a home improvement project, but it does involve some hazardous potential materials in your kitchen. And in fact, cooking is the number one cause of fires in your home. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because we've got a chance for you to win an amazing prize today. It's going to keep you safer in your kitchen and even all around your home. It's the Home Hero Kitchen fire extinguisher. It's got a grip and trigger system so it's easy to use for one-handed use regardless of your strength and it looks so good that you can just keep it right out on your kitchen counter or on your shelf which is going to put it right where you need it in the event of an emergency. It's worth 30 bucks. It's available exclusively at the Home Depot but it could be yours for free for asking your question on air. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now. You can get in on that great drawing for the fire extinguisher. And perhaps your question, though, has to do with your roof. Specifically, how do I get rid of the ugly green cast? Because it doesn't match anything that I have in my yard. <laughs> well, if you have a green moss on your roof, there are some solutions. A couple of things you can do. First of all, you want to trim back trees because typically you get the moss on the north sides and the east sides when you have a big, a lot of overhanging branches because that's keeping the sunlight from getting to it, which is a great natural mildew side. Um, secondly, you're going to have to wash your roof. And you could use a, uh, a mildew side, like, for example, Joe Max, which is a house cleaner, mm-hmm. works well. There are probably others out there. And if you wash down the roof, if you have heavy, heavy concentrations of it, that will clean it off. And lastly, what you can do is you can replace your existing ridge vent if you have one or add one if you don't. But instead of using a standard ridge vent, use one that's made of copper or nickel. And here's why. Because as the rain hits it and the water runs through the ridge vent, it's going to release some metal or some copper, some nickel or some copper into that. And that acts as a cleaner and actually will clean that roof and keep the moss from coming back. You ever notice, Leslie, when you see um, chimneys, sometimes they have streaking under them where they look brighter than other places? Oh, yeah. That's because of the copper flashing on the chimney. That copper releases, acts as a mildecide, and it cleans the roof. So those are ways to reduce the amount of moss that grow on your roof, clean it, and keep it from coming back. If you have a roofing question and we can help you with it, give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? 
Sue in Florida is up next, and you want to talk tankless water heaters, which Tom and I love. So what's your question? Well, hi, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm a condo dweller, and um, mm-hmm. the tank that is in my house has been there ever since the condo was built, like 25 years ago. So I know it's time to start thinking about replacing it's it. It's overdue. Yes, and, ev- and I'm happy about that. And everybody's talking about this, but I don't know anyone personally that has a tankless hot water heater. And um, so I went to my local home repair place and uh, found out that you can buy it, but no one is interested in installing it there. And I'm thinking, geez, maybe this is, you know, something that isn't really a practical thing. I don't know what the upsides of the, you know, everyone says, oh, it's going to save you a lot of energy. And, you know, do you have an opinion about that? Well, we do. We like tankless water heaters, and it's unfortunate you haven't found a referral to somebody that can install them. But oh, rest assured, oh, yeah, I'm sure that I can find somebody, yeah. but you know what I mean. They don't install them where they no, sell them. Uh, no, I, I do think that they're, they're a very good piece of equipment. You know, the way it works is it basically heats the amount of water that you need on demand, and that gives you a lot of advantages. A, 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 usual, a, a typical water heater is pretty dumb because it, it basically heats the water to where the thermostat set it and, and keeps it heated even if you're not using well, all it. all day long when you're right. not even wanting it. The yeah. tankless water heaters are much smarter in that they only heat the amount of water that you need and when you need it, and that's what makes them so much more efficient. Now, they are more expensive, but they do last longer, and they also take up a lot less space. So I think that tankless water heaters are a grand idea, and I, and I think that's definitely something you should consider. Well, do you think that the initial um, cost of installing it is you know, worthwhile in the long run? How long do you think that one would last? Um, I think that one is going to last a good 15 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now, the cost-benefit question really gets into how long you're going to live in that condominium. Uh, you have to measure against the, the savings against how long you actually have it. But generally speaking, it's a very smart thing to do. And they're also, by the way, Energy Star rated, and you might be able to even qualify for an energy tax credit by buying one now. Wow. Well, that okay. sounds good. I'll do a little more investigating. All right, Sue. Thanks so Thank much for you. calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Now that's a good example of somebody that heard about something that seemed like it makes sense and needs to check it with us, and we're happy to share what we know. Yeah, and they're fantastic. Those tankless water heaters, and having a twenty-five year plus water heater, Sue, it's time for a new one. Yeah, you better change that before it schedules a change on its own. It decides <laughs> to break could open be a on you. Big mess. And you know, in a condo, that's an even bigger mess because, especially Dealing if it with neighbors. To their neighbor. Yeah, exactly. All right, now we have Amanda in Tennessee who's got a question about microwaves. What can we do for you? Uh, well, I'd always heard the rumor that if you stand too close to a microwave, uh, it's bad for you while it's running. Hmm. And you're wondering if it's true and you think we know the answer? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know it's bad to carve your mom's name into it and then blame your mom. Because I did that when I was a kid. (laughs) I scratched in mom with one of the house keys. And when somebody, namely my dad, walked by and said, who did this? And I said, it says mom. And he's like, if it was mom, she would write Pauline. I was like, oh. Busted. Busted. (laughs) Well, Amanda, the truth is that there really is not unsafe to be close to the microwave oven. I mean, these things are all tested and certified so that there's no microwave leakage. In fact, the FDA is aware of the fact that there are rumors that there could be allegations of radiation injury from microwave ovens. But according to the FDA, there's actually never been one actually proven. The injuries from microwave ovens that they've found are the same injuries that you'd have in any other cooking surface, like hot food and splatters and stuff like that. So technically, you can't get hurt. You can't get radiated by standing too close to the oven. But my question is, why would you want to? You know, I mean, it's the watch pot never boils. Don't stare at the food while it's cooking. Just walk away and come back when it's done. Thank you. 
You're welcome, Amanda. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and coming up just for you. Are you not using all the rooms of your house? Well, if you're not, we've got a quick and easy way to cut your heating costs. So stick around. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you have a home improvement question or maybe a repair question or a decorating question, but you just can't get to the phone or maybe you're just even too shy or you're afraid of us and you don't want to call in? Well, if you're feeling kind of timid, you can shoot us an email or even if you're short on time, just go to moneypit.com and click on Ask Tom and Leslie and we will answer your email question like we're going to do right now. We've got one here right now from Joan coming from our email bag who writes, I want to know if it's advantageous for me to close off rooms that I'm not using when I've got my heating system on. I live in a colonial two-story home. I've got four bedrooms upstairs, but I only use the one main one. Would doing this help me cut down on the cost? I've got a hot air system. Well, Joan, the, the best thing would be to have a system that's appropriately sized for your house. It sounds like it's a bit too big. That being said, um, if you were going to shut off a room, the better place to shut off the room is at the supply duct itself, not necessarily at the register. Just closing the door. Right. Not closing the door, not even at the register. Now, these supply ducts are going to have dampers in them, and they're a little bit hard to spot from the outside because they're a little handle. And when the handle is going across the duct or perpendicular to the duct, it's off, and it's when it's with the duct or parallel to the duct, it's open. So if you can identify which duct is going to that room and turn off the damper, that would be the best place to shut this room completely off. But before you do that, make sure you don't have any plumbing pipes in those walls because if it's super cold, they could freeze a lot easier than what you expect them to, and that could end up being a costly energy leak. And the cost of that plumber is going to be so much more than what you would have saved by heating that unused room. All right, we've got another one here from Louise in Springfield, Illinois, who writes, Our house is 23 years old with the original roof. Where two specific parts of the roof meet, a lot of snow tends to pile up. Last year, some of the snow started to melt, and we noticed icicles hanging out from between some of the horizontal siding on the house. We never saw that before and want to know if you think that that water seeped through the roof and behind the siding. Also, do you think the two-by-fours got wet? Um, quite possible. It sounds like um, ice damming. What happens is if you don't have the right uh, type of uh, weatherproofing material on your roof, the but you water, mean underlayment, right? Underlayment, right, underneath the roof shingles. What happens is as the snow melts, it will run down your roof. But when it gets that overhang, it can actually freeze and sort of build like a curb of ice there. And that acts as a dam. And then the water strikes that. And it sort of does a U-term and runs under the shingles and can leak into the house. Now, a couple of things you can do here. First of all, go up in your attic and make sure that area is well insulated, except that you don't want to have the soffit area blocked. So where the insulation goes up against the roof sheathing, make sure there's a place for an airflow in there. Secondly... The next time this happens, call your insurance company and file a claim and have the roofing contract that comes out to make the repair install a product called Ice and Water Shield. This goes under the roofing shingles. It goes up about three feet. The market leader on that is Grace. 
uh, ice and water shield. Stuff's been around forever. Works really, really well. And this way, if you get the ice damming, it won't be able to back up. Even though it goes under the shingles, it won't go through the roof sheathing, and that will solve that problem. The website for those guys is graceathome.com. I'll give you some tips there on, on avoiding ice dams. We have another email here from Bruce in New Jersey. He says, my front door has a small brick porch outside. There is lime or calcium that is leached out of the mortar. Uh, forming a uh, a rock-hard white stain. The stain is on both the horizontal and vertical surfaces of the brick steps. How can I remove it? Um, That's pretty easy, actually. Sounds to me like it could be a, a job for uh, some probably calcium lime rust, some CLR or something like that, because mm-hmm. that's probably mineral salts. Yeah, that's absolutely mineral salts, and it's super easy, just like Tom said, with some CLR. If you want to try a home remedy first, white vinegar and water tends to really get rid of those mineral stains inside and out. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hey, coming up next week on the show, we're going to talk about your windows, specifically how safe they might be. Do you have kids? Do you have pets? You know, it's important to look at your windows from a safety standpoint to prevent falls or strangulation. And next week on the Money Pit, we're going to do just that. Some tips that you can't afford to be without. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.